0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Yourself Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duranja. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have special guest, Dr. Brian Artis, he is a chiropractor, acupuncturist, and medical researcher who has treated over 10,000 patients from around the world. He is passionate about exposing the corruption of the medical system and the powers that be in this country. His focus is on medical freedom, education, and waking up the world with truth. Dr. Artis, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you, Heather, for having me on. I'm excited.
0: So I want to dive right into the meat of this. I know that many of the listeners are probably going to be quite uh, shocked as to they have no idea what we're going to be chatting about today. So I came across some information about a week ago, um, watched a little interview that you did called Watch the Water. And it completely made the most sense to me of any theories I have heard over the last two years related to this pandemic, pandemic that we've been, uh, you know, subjected to. I myself came down with COVID uh, September first of twenty twenty one, and then apparently have contracted what's called the long haulers and have been suffering significantly. Just to give you a little background, in 94, I was diagnosed with a, um, uh, an autoimmune kidney disease, and they told me I had five years to live. And so that's what led me down holistic health and wellness and really not being able to buy in what my medical team was telling me and kind of, you know, pursuing my own intuitive thoughts around what was possible for me. So 28 years, I did a phenomenal job of putting this autoimmune kidney disease into remission, having a beautiful, lovely life with longevity and vitality. September 1st, I get COVID and boom, my kidneys start failing. I go all the way down into stage three kidney disease, along with a bunch of other symptoms that have just been mind boggling. So when I came across your information, it made the most sense, literally resonated within every cell in my body. So can you talk to the audience a little bit about what you have discovered in this this theory that you've come up with?
1: Yeah, that'd be great. And then I will explain to you, you probably already figured it out why this makes so much sense in your case, uh, based on other interviews that I did after the watch the water one. That was, Stu Peters and his group of film people really created a emotional experience. <laughs>
0: yes, for, for indeed.
1: Of all of the documentation is on other platforms. So we, we, we're, we were all over the place trying to get this out as much as possible where you got their attention. Now go look at what drove me to this discovery. Mm-hmm. And it does make a huge amount of sense in everything related to COVID. I cannot tell you, once you put the lens on uh, and look at it this way, you can't unsee it. Like once you allow yourself to see it, You can't unsee it. And it's amazing Uh, and scary, actually. So even more evil, as I mentioned, than ever before. So what happened was I'm basically around the world known as this remdesivir guy because I blew the whistle on Anthony Fauci's selection of a drug called remdesivir. Rhymes with run, death is near. Other (laughs) doctors said to say that. But uh, remdesivir is a very toxic drug that's been the only antiviral drug Anthony Fauci the NIH promote to be used in all hospitals around the country. And that drug is very dangerous and toxic. So I have been testifying around the world digitally and in Capitol buildings in this country, the United States, multiple, I've been in eight state Capitol buildings the last like four months, testifying to state legislators and senators about how dangerous the hospital protocols are. And it's been a phenomenal experience for me to be able to stand for people. I am the Remdesivir guy. So. That's all I've focused on this whole last two years. And then someone asked me the last month, the last week of November, actually last week of November to go on InfoWars and do an interview with Kate Daly. She asked me, would I come on and talk about monoclonal antibodies and did I know anything about it? And I said, sure, I'll do it. I had just received six studies that were given to me by a medical doctor I love. And she was concerned about monoclonal antibodies. She's like, can you look at this, Dr. Artis, and give me your view? i shared the same view and it was in my discussion was i don't know if i like monoclonal antibodies because these six studies i have disclose that the monoclonal antibodies are extracted from cancer cells found in the spleen of pigs and i just said we even if they work for covid why would i want to inject that into somebody what if it causes cancer down the road i don't know mm-hmm. i think that's a bad choice when we have hydroxychloroquine and i went into it budesonide and other things that already work for early mm-hmm. treatment well that was my whole interview a week later, I get a text from Dr. Richard Bartlett, and he sent me a text, and it said, Dr. Artis, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? And knowing Richard Bartlett, and knowing what I knew about him, and what he's been doing for COVID patients, was two things. Budesonide works, he was the guy that broke that story. And then number two, he had an infusion center on that was solely using Regeneron, a monoclonal antibody for treatment of covid and he sent me this text knowing that I, on my own, without having to be bashed in the media about going live, about I didn't trust monoclonal antibodies, mm-hmm. he knew I would figure it out on my own. And so he just sent me this text. I did not ha- have a clue what he was talking about. All I knew was my first reaction was, Dr. Bartlett, who I love, of course I would go get antivenom, who wouldn't?
0: Mm-hmm. And then I was like
1: this, but why did you send that to me? And so he I knew he knew something about antivenom, that I didn't. So I had to go look it up. Trust me, there is a God blessing in the fact that I am not a medical doctor because <laughs> I don't know everything about monoclonal antibodies. I've had to mm-hmm. learn a lot,
0: mm-hmm. but I had
1: no idea that even monoclonal antibodies were actually used as antivenom against snake bites. That's what he wanted me to recognize. He knew I'd figure it out. He knew I'd go online and look it up and then go like this. Oh crap, I was wrong. Okay, fine. I'll tell the world I was wrong. I'm not that pompous i can't say mm-hmm. i was wrong i was wrong and just so y'all know everybody hating on me y'all have all been wrong about something in your whole life too just get over it all right so i looked at this and i was like okay i was wrong but wait a minute if anti-venom works against snake bites and anti-venom is monoclonal antibodies in my own chiropractic non-medical brain it went like this if it works against rattlesnake venom monoclonal antibodies why is it working against covid Like, that's all I thought. I was like, why is it so successful against COVID? I thought COVID was a virus from a bat. That's what I thought. And then I went like this. What if we're wrong? This is what I thought. What if we're wrong? Because the CDC, FDA, and NIH are punishing doctors from using it. And now, as of right now, have removed them from the entire United States. And you can't use them for COVID. So they are not being supportive of this monoclonal antibody therapy to COVID. And then I realized something. Those same agencies have been restricting life-saving things that work for COVID and punishing doctors for using them, like vitamin C, uh, NAC, you name it, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to know, what do they know about monoclonal antibodies I don't with COVID? So then I went like this, I don't even know. I've been the hospital protocol protect everybody around the world guy. I'm going to just see, was it ever mentioned possibly that snakes were the original source for COVID? and not bats imagine my my damn shock I mean I couldn't believe it I was like what I never heard this and then there was articles everywhere even on Mm -hmm. CNN they were saying there's two snakes that are most likely the source of COVID-19 in January of 2020 it's in the news there's tons of video clips where reporters are saying it's most likely from snakes some articles wrote and called it snake pneumonia that's how confident they were it came from snakes and I was like Where did we get the bat thing from? So all I did was go go like this. I was like, okay, well, if there was mentioned that the possibility of the source being either bats, snakes, and pagolins, how did it ever get directed to bats? Mm
0: -hmm. Did they ever
1: fact check these articles? And sure enough, fact checkers spun them all to look at bats, don't look at snakes. But the research articles from China in January of 2020 and in, in France in April of 2020 Separately, they evaluated the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2, this new novel coronavirus, and they both came up with the same genetic conclusion. The origin of SARS-CoV-2, its codon usage bias, and the spike protein itself was most likely originated from two snakes, the Chinese king cobra and the Chinese crate snake venom. That's what they found, not me. That's what they found. Stop hating on me they said this is what it is, not bats. So all you trying to co- complain right now that just maybe you were wrong this whole time talking about a bat-derived novel coronavirus, you were wrong. We were all wrong. It was actually from snakes. The geneticists said it, not me. They said that. So then I started looking at, well, this is amazing. Maybe it really is snake venom. And I went like this. All right. So if that's true, you have to understand this is my logical side of my brain. If I'd hit a a road bump in any of this i would have never came out and started talking all i did was like this all right i want to know they hate hydroxychloroquine being prescribed i want to know and from the beginning anthony Fauci said hydroxychloroquine does not work no one can use it we're going to punish you if you use it we're going to fire simone gold if she uses it you know this is all that happened and i wanted to know is there any evidence or research studies that hydroxychloroquine is inhibitory to snake venom Imagine my surprise that in 1993, they have studies where anti-malarials were proven to inhibit by at least 15 per, 50% the wow. toxic deadly side effects of snake venom, anti-malarials, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. And I was like, wow, what if that's why they don't want people using it? Well, let's look at the next thing. What about corticosteroids? Because they hated on Richard Bartlett for saying budesonide, which is all it is. And then Pierre Corey, who right now says he can't even be seen on a stage with me. Amazing. Pierre Corey, testifying in Washington, D.C. in January. I cannot tell you how cool it was to hear him talking to Senator Ron Johnson. He said something I didn't even think about. He goes, this is in the middle of my research. He goes, I'm watching the whole thing intently, wanting to hear what he says. And he says, I'm not really convinced that it's remdesivir killing people, which was fine. I was like, what? What's he going to say? Uh He said, he said, what I'm pissed about is that they won't let me use more corticosteroids than this minuscule dose of six milligrams. I was so excited to hear him say that because I am not the medical doctor in a hospital treating people, but he knows about steroids. And I went like this, (laughs) this is the chiropractor learning from the MDs to go look also. And I went just like this, do corticosteroids inhibit snake venom? Holy crap, it does. And I was like, oh, man. You, you guys are messing with people because it's all snake venom. Then I looked at zinc, which Zev Zelenko was being bum rushed about and Ben Marble and others. Zinc is inhibitory and protective against snake venom poisoning. It just is, and I didn't know that. NAC, it is proven through research studies since 2005. Snake venom clotting factor is totally inhibited by NAC by itself. And then it made sense why the FDA in May of 2020 this is plausible why they said we're going to stop allowing supplement companies in America from selling this NAC that's been sold by companies that are supplement companies for 70 years. Yeah, they, they come out at the beginning of the pandemic and say, we're not going to take this off the shelf and we're going to make it a prescription drug. Everyone listening to this, you're all convinced that there's this massive conspiracy to kill people, uh, depopulate the planet, the majority of you think so. They're, they're trying to kill you. So everything they're doing, they're restricting life-saving things. They also happen, all of them, to be protective and inhibitory to snake venom poisoning, which is what the researchers said snake venom was. So as I went through all the things they were bashing, I went like this. Hmm, let's just see. What about the side effects of COVID-19? These weird ones like loss of taste and smell. I was like, that's not normal for viruses. And everybody knew it. Now, Heather, you know this. Two years later, it's almost like normal talk, right? You lose your taste and smell. This is not normal. In the beginning, everybody was like, uh, what's this weird virus symptom? It's not a virus symptom. I actually just typed in loss of taste and smell and snake venom. The first thing that pops up is an NIH website page on the NIH that says, if you get bit by a viper, even after you treat the bite, there's this weird side effect of viper venom. You can lose your taste and smell for months, even longer than a year as a side effect. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Then imagine my shock. You know, my shock about the water thing. Imagine my shock that in 2011, there's published case studies. And check this out. In India, there were people who got bit by cobras in 2011. And there's the medicine woman in the village. And when they would go to her and go, I got bit by a cobra, she would slice the skin and physically suck out the venom and then spit it out. She only got it in her mouth and then spit it out. She didn't get bit. And what they report is there's two cases, just these two cases they shared when they sucked it and spit it out within hours, they developed a loss of taste and smell but not only that, within two to three hours, the same person who never got bit just got it in their mouth, people, went into respiratory failure and ended up on a vent. Wow. So to say you can't drink this possibly and get it in your mouth, these people were just sucking it out and spitting it out. And I know right now there's the haters are going to go like this. Well, how do you know they didn't have a cut in their mouth? How come you can't be open to just think this might be plausible, weirdos? Just look. It's weird. Don't, don't just shun the possibility this might be true. It's so funny. All of a sudden now I got all these people going, um, that's not what the CDC is doing with your water. As if you're defending the CDC and you trust them all of a sudden, y'all have been not trusting them this whole time. Now I say, I don't trust them messing with our water. This is what I said. And they've been doing it the whole two years. Mm -hmm. as the only predictor of outbreaks in your town they're just looking for it in water I I don't trust those people so
0: well can you tell the audience so they have a little better understanding what's happening right now with CDC and testing water
1: yeah so right now okay so about six months ago as I was pulling data from the CDC's website on COVID they have a COVID data tracker page that I use in my presentations all over the country Um, I was getting bothered. Like it just kept bothering me. Every time I'd go on the site and pull data and pull data, there's this weird tab on the left that's called wastewater surveillance. And I remember thinking, what, what are they doing with the water? So I just started saying it in interviews. I'm like, look, every time I go on this data tracker thing, there's this weird thing on that site. And I, and I clicked it a few times after seeing it. And then it shows a map of the United States. And I started reading about it. I had no idea until six months ago that the CDC has been testing our wastewater. Like when we flush the toilet and everything goes out into the water, since the beginning of COVID, from January of 2020 until now. Interesting. I didn't know this. They have had 400 water testing sites looking for COVID, and they were using the measurements in your water to tell you if you're going to have an outbreak in your town. And and that's weird because people get on the phone with me right now or on Zoom calls and they're chewing me out. They're like, "Dr. Ars, you don't know anything about wastewater systems." Well, good. What do you know? And they would go like this: wastewater is sewage water that does not go back to the city. It just goes out somewhere to the ocean or goes somewhere to agriculture. And I go like this: great. Well, then that's even weirder. Why is it when the levels are going higher and you're watching it go out somewhere? How is the CDC using as the as the measurements get higher? Mm -hmm. How are they using that as a predictor for the same city if the water is not going back over there? How are they knowing that's a predictor that's totally even worse? And then, I have to tell you something, when people say that to me, it's really ignorant of them to say that to me. Do you know how many research studies have been published over the last 25 years I'm aware of, that pharmaceutical drugs are in the tap water of your city, mm-hmm. that you're and in your house, and they've always said these pharmaceutical drugs are getting recirculated from people who were swallowing it, mm-hmm. peeing it out in your toilet pooping it out of their body and flushing the toilet. If it's true, all sewer water goes somewhere and never becomes your source water. You're telling me you don't trust any of those research studies for the last 25 years. How is it possible? Research groups have been saying there's problems because pharmaceutical drugs like antidepressants, Mm -hmm. birth control pills uh, and drugs, uh, statin drugs, high blood pressure drugs are ending up in the tap water that we're drinking. Right. and y'all are saying it's coming from us flushing the toilet look people your arguments are so ridiculous either you don't trust any of those researchers stop quoting them and take them off of your site like children's health events that did two months ago who've already written there's no way this is happening with water they just published an article that pharmaceutical drugs that people are swallowing flushing down the toilet is ending up in your source water well your, your message isn't even consistent mine yeah. is i don't trust the cdc And they're only looking for it in the water. I I can have an opinion. I don't trust them. Yeah. I don't trust them with my water. So stay away from it.
0: Yeah. Well, and anyone can go to EWG.org and type in their zip code and it will populate a report with all of the crap that's in their water that should not be there and levels that are even higher than what are considered safe. I mean, it's out there for everyone to see.
1: I had my chlorine in my house in Tennessee. I had it tested for chlorine toxicity. I just want to know from the city. It was 500 times the amount that would be allowed in a public pool mm-hmm. before they would shut it down in my wow. drinking. Now, just to so say you know, chlorine and fluoride are both neurotoxins that the CDC is putting in your water that mm-hmm. you drink. Those are neurotoxins so are the venoms of the two snakes they found was the, sp- the spike protein sequence most similar to by those genetic researchers in April and January of 2020. It was neurotoxins. In fact, they were neurotoxins from king cobra venom and crepe venom. And they said, these two venoms are neurotoxins that attack the nicotinic receptors of the brainstem that control the diaphragm's ability to contract these venoms paralyze a a prey from being able to breathe, and it can't walk very fast or run very fast, and then it will pass out because it's not getting any oxygen. Sounds like long haulers to me. Okay, so this is what happens. So this is what happens. The researchers went like this. You know what's weird about that? These snake venoms target nicotinic receptors. Another thing we're seeing in the first four months of COVID around the world is this weird observation that less than 5% of all smokers worldwide in hospitals are ending up in hospitals for COVID. It's less than 5% are smokers. We we would expect it to be the opposite. They said we would expect 95% of the COVID respiratory infected patients to be smokers. Like they would be the most susceptible. And it was this weird thing and they begged, they said at the end of their study, now that we know what the weapon is, the spike protein looks like these two neurotoxic venoms, attack nicotine receptors. We need governments, they said, to set up studies to see what's possibly the protective mechanism of nicotine with COVID, and no one did it. Our oh. FDA went into the media, Anthony Fauci, and all of them, said this instead. They lied to everybody, and they went like this: "There's no better time than now, in the middle of 2020, to stop smoking because smokers they lied to you and they said they are the most hospitalized and dying the most from COVID." Yeah, quit. No, no, they were wanting you to quit. So that you would end up in a hospital well For it's this
0: this is where you got me and you got my full attention okay so when you were going through all of this information around those nicotine, nicot- i can't even say them the uh Nicotinic, receptors
1: choline receptors
0: yes those those receptors in the brain interesting enough uh so myself and then two other individuals that i live with we all came down with this virus at around the same time so i got it first And for me, the symptoms that I experienced are completely different than the symptoms that these other two individuals experienced. And what I found to be really interesting is that prior to me contracting and and getting sick, one of my daughters had come over with one of those fancy vape things, those fancy vapors. And she had blown it out and it smelled really good. And I was like, well, let me try that. So I had puffed on her vape. I was the only one who did not have any of the consequences that impacted my taste and smell receptors. The other two individuals who live in the same home with me got it at the exact same time. Neither one of them can still smell or taste and it's creating a lot of psychological distress Ooh. because you know their whole lives have been changed just around this quality of food situation so for me you got my full attention because then it started at you know questions that I've been asking since day one why haven't all of the homeless populations dropped dead from COVID you know, they, they tend to have some of, you know, the, they have some of the biggest nutritional deficiencies and the most susceptible to being sick. And then another thing, I specialize in mental health and substance abuse. So I'm working in populations where individuals are using nicotine nonstop as a coping skill while they're trying to go through recovery and whatnot. None of them are getting sick. And so this really brought some, some logical questions to me saying, you know, this makes some sense. Like I, there's, there's something more to this that really resonates and feels like truth.
1: Yeah. It's very, very interesting. So I just want you to know that Richard Bartlett heard a few of my first interviews, like with Mike Adams and others, he knows I'm right about the venom. He's Mm -hmm. so supportive. He's like, we know God gave this to you. Keep going. And he Mm -hmm. texts me every day. He he must have felt it on Sunday. It was a hard day for me on Sunday. Like um, a couple days ago. And he just sent me a text that said, Doc, keep your chin up. And and we hadn't even talked. And I was like, Oh God, thank you for Richard Bartlett. But what he does, instead of like belittling me and making me feel like a dummy, he he will do this. He'll go, I'm watching your video. Just make sure you make sure people know you're not a nicotine expert. Like mm-hmm. nicotine as a product and the nicotinic receptors do not behave exactly the same. Like And I said, look, I'm fine. I said, thank you, Dr. Bartlett for telling me that. I'm just going to tell you this. I have to tell you this. I've gotten nonstop. I'm not a nicotine expert. Do not smoke. I do not promote it. I do not encourage it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to know, I do not think it's beneficial, but for some reason I've gotten texts every day, every day from people around the world that go like this. Oh my God, Dr. Artis. I have parents, my mom and dad, my mom doesn't smoke, my dad does. My mom got Delta variant, like horrific. My dad's never even got COVID and he's a chain smoker. It finally makes sense. And then, so it, it comes to me every day people say this and they observe that the smokers weren't getting it in their family. Mm-hmm. And then, I wonder, then after- I wonder
0: if marijuana acts similarly to whatever is happening with the nicotine. I wonder if there's any similarities there in the mechanisms.
1: Yeah, it could be. I'm gonna see if I can find a, a a a text I got here the other day, which I it was just yesterday, and I couldn't believe it. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I want to read this to you. I, I got this yesterday. Okay. Okay. This is an example. Look, you guys can bash me and tell me I'm making this stuff up. For four months that I was doing this research and not telling anybody, I was actually trying to talk to some medical doctors who would listen to me, but they didn't make themselves available to me. They they didn't mm-hmm. think it was urgent enough. So. It's okay, but I was trying. Now I decided to get the world's attention all on my own. I guess I got it. So here we go. We'll see what happens. What was happening in those four months? People were reaching out to me from around the world and they would go, doc, it's been two weeks that I've had COVID. They did PCR test positive for COVID, they said. And they would say they're using hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, vitamin C, zinc, and and ivermectin. And they're just not getting any better. And I would go like this, great. Uh, Then they would go, do you have any other recommendations? And I would go, well, great job doing that stuff do me a favor and just go down to the store and get nicotine patches or nicotine gum.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I would go like this. If it's the gum, chew two a day. If it's the patch, just put one on a day. And they would go like like this. Are you serious? What, What are you talking about? And I'd go, just try it. And let me know in 48 hours, I will make adjustments. If it doesn't work 48 hours, it never Heather, it never took more than like two hours for me to get responses back that all their symptoms were going away. Insane. And now, now let me read this to you because this is phenomenal. Okay. A podcaster sent this to me yesterday and said, this person sent this to me and said, I had to get it to you. One of my subscribers, a medical doctor called me to tell you me that you are exactly right. She had long-term COVID likely from the tap water. This is her words. She miraculously survived the hospital ER and family members had to sneak in proper protocols one at a time in a non-ER room. After six weeks and despite ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine and budesonide, she still was not fully recovering. After she heard you, she added nicotine and melatonin. Her oxygen levels are now at 96% and she can feel her diaphragm for the first time in six weeks functioning again. She wants you to know. She's very thankful. They did not know she was an MD in the hospital. And we may do a documentary on how they tried to kill her multiple ways.
0: Now, I just want you to
1: know that when I'm getting that stuff every day, it's very exciting. I don't know why people are other medical professionals are getting pissed off about this. What if you have an option you need to look at? The researchers in April of 2020 were begging governments to do a nicotine study because of their observation alone. And no one was willing to do it. No one.
0: Hey guys, I'm going to interrupt this episode for a really brief message and to introduce you to today's amazing podcast sponsors, WaveBlock. If you know me, you know that I am all about reducing toxicity and to be perfectly honest with you, this whole 5G thing has got me a little freaked out. Did you know that your phone and AirPods emit radiation? According to the CDC, your phone uses radio frequency radiation to transmit its signal. This cloud of radiation just sits outside your brain the entire time you're using your phone or on your AirPods. If you listen to podcasts, talk on your phone, do Zoom calls all day, that exposure really starts to add up. The frequencies from your phone actually pass through your brain, which is really scary and can cause negative effects like headaches, foggy brain, fatigue, and other issues. I love using my WaveBlock EMF protective stickers for my phone and AirPods to direct these harmful frequencies away from my body and my brain. WaveBlock's accredited lab-tested line of products help significantly reduce the amount of radiation you are getting exposed to with their easy-to-apply EMF blocking stickers. They have protection for AirPods, AirPod Pros, and all of the recent iPhone models. These stickers don't interfere with anything, so you can still use your phone case or whatever it is that you like. They just offer all-day protection. Make sure you head to waveblock.com and take advantage of a 20% discount using the code HEATHER. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes for easy access. So make sure you head to waveblock.com to get your 20% off discount and use the code HEATHER.
1: I think it's hard
0: for the masses to accept that there is a very dark, nefarious agenda behind all of this. And, you know, ultimately the goal is to create as many deaths as possible. I think that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. Yeah. And then if we take the, the you know... This, this idea that they're doing it with snake venom, that makes it even more nefarious than we, you know, like it's so, everything is just so thought out and so. so
1: have, you, have you seen this study yet in my presentations?
0: I have, yeah. So I watched as much as I could and it was just alarming to me to see yes. the amount of money that has been spent on researching snake venom over the last 15 years.
1: You know what else is amazing?
0: Why are we spending this much money?
1: (laughs) No kidding. Oh yeah, no kidding. And then anybody who's really curious about the whole agenda, like people talk about World Economic Forum, the Welcome Trust, the World Health Organization, y'all need to go look at a company right now that is called Ophirix, O-P-H-I-R-E-X. Y'all need to go look at that. That company, is specializing in snake venom, anti-venom drug therapy that you swallow in a pill. And they are in their third phase of trial right now. And they're actually only using it, anti-venom to actually cure acute respiratory distress syndrome because that's what COVID is. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah, Like they're using anti-venom to do it and look at who's funding this only a couple year old company. The Welcome Trust Fund is giving them $100 million over seven years to look for a cure for venom. I'm going to show you why they're doing it. I know it's it's eerie to consider, but the World Health Organization, the Welcome Trust Fund that nobody trusts, and then the third group is the Department of Defense. How did this three-year or four-year-old company get all these people to give them $100 million for the next seven years to look for cures for venom of snake bites. And then ask yourself, why would they be doing that? It's weird. Look at this. This is why they're doing it. Look at this, the irony that they're putting this in your face. Look at this article from the British Medical Journal Global News. I show it in interviews all the time. Look at this. This is over the summer of last year. British Medical Journal said there's two global crises going on at the same time but they have just one research and development opportunity to fix them both. Look
0: at it. What? Oh my gosh, you can't make this shit up. (laughs) I I thought it came from bats. I I didn't think it- So the article reads snake bites and COVID-19, two crises at once, unbelievable.
1: And it actually says in here, since the pandemic, this is not a joke. It says since the pandemic started, there have been record snake bites, like everywhere around the world. I thought we were all everyone lawn.
0: was in their house. How I are thought... all these people getting bit by snakes?
1: Yes, in fact, it states that in Texas, the state I live in, there's a forty percent uptick during the pandemic of snake bites. And I'm like, I- I've never even heard of a person getting bit by a snake. Mm-hmm. I talked to Mike Adams. He's like, I said, have you? He lives out in the country in Austin. I'm like, did you? Have you heard of anybody? And he goes no he was most shocked by this article let me see let me read the first sentence in the summary box despite inherent differences do you want to know what the inherent differences is when you actually actually get bit by a snake the other one you don't so despite inherent differences snake snake bite envenoming and covid19 have much in common in term of research and development challenges and opportunities for therapeutics. Wow. Really? So you can use therapeutics for snake bites and beat COVID-19. I wonder why.
0: Interesting. So what you're theorizing is that ultimately they were able to identify these antibodies in the snake venom, or I'm sorry, these peptine proteins in the snake venom, and then be able to recreate them synthetically. Is Am I getting that correct?
1: Oh, they've been doing this for a long time. This isn't new. They can actually mass manufacture in facilities peptides individual parts of venom from animals synthetically in labs in fact I don't know if you saw this ironically two days after the stupiders thing released which it really wasn't my attempt to scare y'all with water it didn't kill all of you don't worry you've been drinking it the whole time okay listen it's not the water I'm worried about it doesn't matter the delivery you didn't die just know this is where it's coming from and this is the weapon it's either by air water and food who cares you got or the all of the above <laughs> yeah you've got the answers to handle it okay so it's venom go target it but uh oh anyway what was i about to say i don't want to lose my train thought. what was i saying
0: we were talking about um oh shit oh shit
1: you did it too i that. did too all right so um it doesn't matter what the weapon is who cares it doesn't matter what the they're putting
0: in the water Oh, these! Lo- oh, they've been creating these synthetic. Oh,
1: yes, so I said, I just my opinion was that it's in water. How easy would it be to target people through their water systems, a whole mm-hmm. community? Uh, and anyway, that's just what I thought. Uh, two days. This is not ironic. Ironic at all. Two days after that released on Wednesday, my stupidest thing went out on Monday. That went, this came out on Wednesday morning in the United Kingdom, a company called Venom Tech made a press release. Go look it up. And they said, we mass produce snake venom peptides that we can wrap with nanoparticle technology that can now be used in water delivery systems. And they're talking about using it that way for pharmaceutical companies where now you can take snake venom drugs from snake venom and we can now make it to where you can drink it in water. Um, I'm just gonna tell you something right now. It's not ironic that that company announced this two days later. They did not, I promise you, between the time my documentary went live about my concerns about water and snake venom and water, that's just what I said, they did not figure out in the next 48 hours after that was released, my documentary. They didn't figure out that they could do it within the next 48 hours. No, They've been working on it for years, people. This isn't new. And your audience needs to do something. Two- a, a filmmaker came to my house over the weekend because they were shocked by my revelations and thought I was nuts. I'm not kidding. And wanted to figure out how it could be possible that I was right. By the time he got to my house flying here, mm-hmm. he goes, Dr. Ars, I have to show you something. I, I'm wrong with my, my feelings that you're wrong. He goes, cause you possibly could be right. He goes, in fact, I'm even more sure you're probably right because of something I was reminded of while I was flying here. Um, uh, The word I use when I talk is snake venom poisoning. And it's funny because people are getting mad at me for using that word because they want me to say something else. And I'm like, look, people can visually get that. You're being Mm -hmm. poisoned with snake venom. I don't care about the technical definition. Y'all go figure that out. If that's your problem with me, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, that's like me saying a bullet hits you and they're like, no, it is lead mixed with whatever. You know, it's weird. Stop, it's a bullet. Okay, a projectile. No, it's a bullet. You know what I mean? Stop, Stop getting petty. But anyway, he gets here and he goes, Dr. Artis, I need to show you something. In our filming, he put in the documentary a video. And the video is from a congressional hearing in 1975 that he knew about 10 years ago. I've never even heard of this. When I said the word poisoning, it triggered something in him in an interview. He he, He goes, wait a minute. Let me go look at this poison project the CIA had back in 1975.
0: How old are you? I am 46. I'll be 46. So So right before, I was born in 76.
1: Okay, so I was born in 76. The year before you and I were born, in 1975, there was a congressional hearing and it was filmed. So you can watch the video. They called the CIA in to declassify a classified weapon project. And it was called, you can look it up. It was called the heart attack gun. The CIA found, this is no joke. Y'all go watch this. If y'all think weaponizing venom, Is a new thing. I didn't even know about this in 1975. The CIA is talking to Congress about how they took a real gun and then turned it into a uh, gunpowder projecting gun and into an electric gun that you couldn't hear when you shoot it. And it's called the heart attack gun because they found a venom inside of a shellfish, like these conotoxins that I'm Mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. They found a poison in the venom of a shellfish that they could kill somebody within three minutes or less by causing a heart attack only that was undetectable by autopsy. Wow. And then when the, when the Senate and the Congress are asking the CIA, how do you get it from the gun into the people? They said, we figured out that we could actually take the venom from this shellfish that causes a heart attack. It only attacks the heart, this one part of the venom. And they were able to put it in water and freeze it into a little needle like dart Wow! and then shoot it with a gun. And it was so sliver thin, this ice containing venom that it actually would pierce the person they shot. And they didn't even know they got shot. It was so thin it went right into the body and then the body would melt the ice within three minutes. The person will be dead from a heart attack. Wow. Okay, listen. They figured out how to shoot ice with a gun. That was the craziest thing to me. Yeah, yeah. You're able to shoot it. And then the the Senate and the Congress was like, well, how how could they not perceive it? And they said, oh, no, the person observing the individual who died would only see a little red dot, but the person would never feel it enter their body. Wow. How do you shoot a piece of ice? This is my thing. I'm still two days later going like this. Remember, my brain is crazy. I'm sitting here going, how did you project ice fast enough without it shattering, like coming out of the gun? Like. I don't know how they figured that out. Wow. But they figured out how to stop the heart of a person with venom from a shellfish. I promise you that actual venom, if you go look it up, I'm banking on it. It was actually alpha-conotoxin from a marine snail that's actually found in COVID-19 patients and doesn't belong inside of them. It's more venomous and deadly than king cobra venom. Wow. And in this study, in this study I just showed you from Italy, Mm-hmm. They took the blood, poop, and urine of COVID-19 positive patients and the blood, urine, and poop of people who did not test positive for COVID. And anybody on the planet, you're going to have to tell me how animal venom got inside the COVID-19 people and not the other people. None of them. They, they found none of them. But check this out. There's 20 snake venoms in these people. 20. Wow. 20 of them, including, as you see here, that's an amazing thing. Did I show you this already? Did I show you this already? No. How, how did they get this shellfish in the body of a COVID-19 patient? Can you read that? Yeah. Read it.
0: Oh my God. That's insane. Well, now it's, now that I'm talking, I can't read it. It's too oh, far okay.
1: away. Okay. So it actually says that in the COVID-19 patients in some of them in their poop, urine and, and blood, they found the crown of thorn starfish venom. Oh. How did that get inside of them? The rest of these 15 after it are all alpha conotoxins from snail that are more venomous than cobras. Guess what else I learned once I found that study that's peer reviewed and published, by the way, guess what else I figured out? I did not know about this conotoxin snail. I just had the snake venom concept down. I knew about Mm -hmm. that one. In 1989, they figured out this is like 40 years ago or whatever it is, 30 something years ago. They figured out that they could take and make in a factory mass amounts of conotoxin, alpha conotoxin, that is neurotoxic, just like snake venom, that could cause Mm COVID-19 symptoms. They found that they can make it in a factory, mass produce it, and it was exactly biologically as active as the real stuff. Wow. Um, That's what they're doing, these biological weapons labs, people, they're making poisons, and how ironic that they're using the most historical in antiquity biological weapon ever known the venom from snakes they just figured out how to actually separate the peptides that target specific races specific comorbidities Mm -hmm. Um, which part of the king cobra venom attacks the pancreas which part of that shellfish in 1975 what part of its venom stops the heart they figured out how to isolate it and put it in ice and shoot it
0: that's insane
1: 50 years ago like, what do you think they can do with venom now? Like, right? Uh, you don't think they can put it in water? Uh, right now, well, it, it's crazy. crazy after crazy.
0: watching after watching your original um, Stu Peters interview, I saw that in 2021, the FDA actually approved for venom to be used in our food system as a pesticide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By air, water, food. Yeah, so here, they are they are the whole planet now by vaccines also.
0: So it's interesting. So, you know, this, this is a lot to uh, for someone to, you know, quote unquote digest, right. It's a lot of information. It definitely brings about a lot of cognitive dissonance because so many are so trusting of our government and all of these three letter entities that are, you know, operated underneath the umbrella of the government. And, Since day one, when all of this started, I knew something was not right. I have been determined since day one to try and get to the truth of what's really been going on here. You and I both know, I think that, you know, um, I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting times that we are in, but I'm curious. So if in the event that, you know, we're, we're being transmitted through air, through our water, through all of the food, how come it seems that whenever someone does come down with this virus, everyone in the household tends to get it at one time, except for the smoker in the family, <laughs> or they don't get it as bad.
1: Trust me, when I was with Stu Peters and I told him, I said, look, man, i'm going to tell you what i think it is i think they're targeting us in the water
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and he goes like this but when i got delta Stu did he goes man i got really sick and then all my family members got sick he's Mm -hmm. like how did i spread it to them this is no joke what i said did your kids get it after you and he goes yeah like soon after you yeah (laughs) do you know kids have higher levels of melatonin than adults do and melatonin is inhibitory to snake venom did you know?
0: No, I didn't.
1: But I looked at him and I went like this, Stu, it's weird that you're asking me, how did the whole family get it? Don't you all drink the same water and shower in the same water? And I mean, don't you? And he goes, oh no. And then he goes like this, when our whole family got Delta, our city in Minnesota was on lockdown and his whole street was on lockdown. Wow, Every single one of his neighbors who were just in their houses, they all got COVID and he goes, did they really just put it in our water? And I said, they can. I bet they can. It's just my suspicion. This is what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. How often they get it into lockdown houses? Like, how'd they get it there? Mm-hmm. I just think, it's okay. I have an opinion. That's just what I think.
0: No, and I think that, you know, we all have this thing called the sixth sense. And for individuals like, you know, you and I, whom have been practicing holistically and not trusting of these entities for most likely many, many decades doing everything we can to protect ourselves and reduce our level of toxicity. I think that it allows us to have a level of discernment that not many others can have. I, you know, since day one, I've always found it really interesting that anyone who was a naturopath, anyone, chiropractors, acupuncturist. um, you know, functional dietitians like myself, individuals who are more focused on this preventative and holistic practice. They're the ones that are, you know, the, the quote unquote, conspiracy theorists who are having the ability to potentially theorize, I don't know, some, some causes that might be, you know, difficult for the rest of the population to receive as truth, but I, I'm sorry, I just think there's something to it. It it's just can't be coincidence. You know what I mean?
1: Um, everything I've looked at from the first hints that maybe monoclonal antibodies are working, mm-hmm. there might be a venom aspect. Mm-hmm. Never in my life did I ever think ever they were using venoms to target people. Dr. Sherry Timpani. Do you know who she is oh yeah she actually published an article today i haven't even read it but people are posting it sending to sending it to me she titled it smoking out the snakes and what she says is if there's anything dr Artis has done did any did any part of the whole world know that there's been billions of dollars being pumped into snake venom research to make drugs nice. like if anything None of y'all even knew that they've been using snake venom as drugs for cancer, blood pressure. You're swallowing every day. You you swallow lisinopril, a blood pressure drug for 30 years or longer, however long Merck's been making it. That is snake venom. That's what they're using. And you're swallowing it every day. For people to say to me, there's no way that you could swallow snake venom peptides and water and then it get into your bloodstream. There's like 21 drugs I can think of right now that I've had to learn about that are made from snake venom. They have figured out how to get it through your gut and into your bloodstream. They already know. Venom Tech just announced to all the drug makers in the world, we now can make and manufacture snake venom peptides with nanoparticle hydrogel and other items, nanoparticles, that allow us to use it in water delivery systems.
0: Wow. You know, I'm convinced, like I said, I watched your three-part interview with Brighton and the amount of research that you revealed in that is just undeniable. I had no idea that all of that has been going on. And the bigger question is, is why was so much money being pumped into all of that research? You know, why Um, do they, why do both of these look alike? Yeah. snake bites and COVID-19, two crises. That's just, it's, yeah, I mean. When you went through and we're talking about these 19 specific protein or peptides and the different organs that they target, it just made so much sense to me because it explains with all of the research and investigating I've been doing, you know, behind long haulers, really trying to understand what's been happening to me. This was the first explanation that really resonated and literally everything hit on point. This insomnia that I have been dealing with for the last six months, you know, this idea that melatonin is being suppressed because I've got some sort of potential poison that's in my bloodstream that's creating my skin, causing my skin to most likely produce things like cortisol makes sense why my melatonin is being suppressed, like for watching your interview and seeing all these little tidbits of information, it just really brought things together for me that says, you know what, there's something to this, this makes a lot of sense. And I'm assuming that these peptides, they're such large molecules, they'd be easy to make it through and travel in our water system, they're not going to, to easily be, you know, filtered out.
1: Yeah. And there's people that actually seem to have no ill effects in a family and Mm -hmm. then others do. It has become very obvious to me Mm -hmm. that they're, they're actually targeting specific people that have pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you and your kidneys, they're, they are isolating of the 19 venom specific toxins in Cobra venom and other Viper venoms that they've known since 1975.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: They know there's 19 of them. You can't tell me it's not ironic. It's COVID-19. Yeah. They use the cover of the year 2019. But did you know the first, this is so weird. Did you know the first public announcement of anything related to COVID and them calling it a Corona pandemic was December 31st, 2019. Like the last day out of China is the first day it's announced and you're going to call it the whole year 2019. Uh, this is, I actually call it coven 19. Like they've known about this 19 venom specific targeting venoms. Oof. They know they can target the kidneys of people with kidney failure or kidney issues. They know mm-hmm. they can take individuals of those 19 peptides and target pancreases, They, who are diabetics and those mm-hmm. diabetics are number one dying the most. Yeah. And then you look at heart attacks and heart failure. They're targeting you heart failure patients, neurological patients or disease patients, there's peptides that damage neurons and lead to prion diseases mm-hmm. in snake venom. Cobra venom does that, by the way. And uh, it's a wasting of nerves in the brain and you die. Um, yeah. It's pretty horrific. So when you start looking at all the symptoms of COVID, hair loss, that's a side effect of snake I venom. had
0: so much hair loss. It was devastating. It was psychologically yes. devastating as well. I mean, I know you know i literally i would wash my hair in my whole hand the palms would be coated with so much luckily i have a ton of hair but I did, I lost so much hair and that really messed with me. And I am so grateful for infrared light therapy because that has been a huge, really, I've been treating myself for the last six months as like a heavy detox patient. I've That's, that's the approach that I've taken to try and get myself back into some sort of normalcy in terms of functioning. And I'm grateful I did all these detox baths to get my kidney function back up out of that stage 3 kidney failure and into a higher um more normal gfr so You know, for for those listening, I encourage you guys to do some research, go and watch some of his interviews where he really maps it out, Just, just research article after another. You cannot deny the amount of evidence and, most importantly, the money that has been spent out there on all of this. It's just insanity, so what do you what do you suggest to the listeners how do we protect ourselves what are the action steps that we can take to try and ensure our survival and our health and well-being
1: Oh that's great so one of the things i'm most worried about also is the CDC just announced that they're increasing their water testing sites from 400 to 647 in America Canada just announced the same thing that they're increasing their water testing they are about to get ready with the next wave, I'm telling you. I fall. And if it's not by water, why are they setting up all these testing sites and water, people? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't trust these governments. And most of the people angry don't. Why are you yeah. trusting them all of a sudden with the water? Like, right. they're watching the water. Why don't you watch the water? Like, why don't you? They're doing it. And they're investing millions of dollars into watching it. Why don't you just look at it? Or, avoid, know- it or avoid it.
0: It's it? crazy because right before I saw your interview, I decided to invest in a very high dollar ionizing water filtration system. Really? My intuition is always on point. It's always guiding me towards the right tools. I, I have not drank tap water since probably 1996 um, for some reason with my kidney disease, I've always just been able to naturally taste all of the toxicity in our water. And I've been, you know, like for whatever reason, my body just cannot receive that water. So outside of trying to find, cle- what kind of water are you drinking?
1: Mine's always reverse osmosis filtered. I have that on my house and we've done it for years. Okay. So just, you know, there's a couple of things that I want people to know. You don't have to be afraid. If you want to improve your life overall, stop drinking tap water. Not This isn't new. This is like... <laughs> This is 20 years I haven't been doing that. My house has had reverse osmosis filtering. Just There's reasons why. I don't want to drink chlorine, which is a neurotoxin, or fluoride they're poisoning you with. So yes. I don't do that. So this isn't a new thing. Watch the water because I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't trust it. So I get my own reverse osmosis filtered water. And then number two, everyone, if you're diabetic, please start reducing your carbs and working on your blood sugar level. Type 2 diabetes is like almost 99.99% reversible if you just take care of your nutritional and dietary habits
0: Absolutely, it's already
1: proven it is not something you have to live with you can reverse it or at best start reducing your carbohydrate load you have to do that mm-hmm. uh, you, i mean i'm just trying to warn you they're targeting you and then number three please everybody start taking the supplements they know are inhibitory and actually protective against covid covid or venom it doesn't matter mm-hmm. zinc you need 50 milligrams twice a day is what i recommend. Other doctors do not recommend as much and that's okay, but I've been using this stuff for 20 years and I haven't seen any problems with patients I tell them to use that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't trust the FDA recommendations on supplements. So if you're, if anybody emails you and goes, "Uh, they only say 20 to 30 milligrams of zinc at the FDA, stop trusting the FDA. I don't trust them at all. They're well and some, the thing that people, optimal levels just yeah only. and
0: people don't understand that these RDAs were based off of a middle-aged Caucasian man of perfect health <laughs> you know yeah,
1: yeah we call them ridiculous daily allowances Yes, That's what absolutely all right so 50 milligrams of zinc twice a day I recommend and then vitamin C man I cannot tell you 50 5,000 milligrams to 10,000 a day is what everybody should be trying to do every day mm-hmm. It is known to be inhibitory I believe everybody should be on NAC or glutathione but nac helps the liver make it you also need to be taking selenium Mm -hmm. 200 micrograms it's a little bitty amount you can get it in any supplement and then nac is at least 500 milligrams a day these things you can do simply to reduce sugar intake reduce carbohydrate intake and then add in those supplements vitamin Mm -hmm. c look i know a lot of people talk about vitamin d i just don't see a lot of research around this protective nature with snake venom so if -hmm. it's really venom Great. If it's actually just a common cold virus that they've weaponized, vitamin D would be effective. So Mm -hmm. use it. Mm -hmm. I take vitamin D every day. I'm just trying to give you a list of a few things that we know are inhibitory to venoms that look like it's the actual source for COVID. And it will be, it will be what is what they're using for the next variants. Mm -hmm. The Department of Health and Human Services just said on March 2nd, 2022, that they have a new COVID playbook with all the variants that are coming so be ready they're not finished so don't be distracted by ukraine don't be don't be fooled by these restrictions of mandates that they're laying off right now this is a very very common cult-like tactic give some freedoms back and then immediately take them away because it makes you look like they're there for you they're not there for you they haven't been there for you this whole time if they were if our government was there for us why have they shut down all supply chain at the ports in Newport, California, Los Angeles. Why are they restricting and not allowing all those boats with food and supplies? Why are they making them sit out there and not helping them to unload for the last year? Exactly. Two. It's been two two years. Why are they making them sit out there? Yeah. And then look at you and go like this supply chains down. No, it's It's, not. It's sitting down in the ocean. Dummies, let them in. They're not. Yeah. I told my wife because
0: I'm here in Southern California. So I get to watch all of the ships just sitting out there going, you know, this is a crime. This This is is literally a crime. crime.
1: I think we need to invest in a helicopter that can actually start going and getting the containers off the boats and just bring them over. Right. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to ask right now, Steve Kirsch, if you're interested in saving America, I need you to help invest in either floating cranes to go get these containers off the boats or let's get some really powerful helicopters to go over there and get these things and get these supplies moving. They are stopping us from living a normal economical life. They're trying to make it look like we're, we're struggling because of COVID, we're struggling because of government corruption.
0: Absolutely. You couldn't have said that better. Well, I truly appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. And I'm sure many individuals right now listening are going, what the fuck is this all about? (laughs) Like, (laughs) wait a minute. I need more.
1: That's exactly what Scott McKay, when I did a pre-recording before we released this stuff, I said, you're gonna have to wait for studio releases and then you can release yours. (laughs) and scott goes i think i want to call this what the fuck i said yep just do that so he's like okay
0: (laughs) well (laughs) i truly i I truly appreciate you. And number one, I just want to applaud your bravery. It takes a lot of courage to go against the grain and be able to stand up and try to at least bring your findings to as many as possible so they can, you know, take that information, what resonates with them, they can utilize it to their benefit. What doesn't, they can just let go. I, I really applaud you and and the courage. I know that a lot of people are you know trying to paint a picture that isn't so favorable. And I just want to let you know that I'm behind you and so many so many others are I've been a big fan for a long time now. So thank, thank you for the work. and um, let's hope that you know we can continue to spread the word and get the information out there so that people can start advocating for their own health.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people have asked me, really, what's the reason why I did this? Like, mm-hmm. like groups of people that I love and trust, they're like, what's your real intent behind doing this? And this is what I tell them. My goal is to get every vaccine destroyed and abolished from the planet. The COVID-19 vaccines first, like get rid of all of those and then prosecute all those who have been enforcing them on the world. Yeah. If we find out what I think's in those things, and I get people to start going to look. And I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Stu Peters and and uh, Dr. Jane Ruby did a video last night? Yeah. A scientist, a scientist had three Pfizer undiluted vials of the vaccine. And what they find in it? Snake Scary.
0: venom. Mm-hmm. So
1: here we go. Mm-hmm. If that's true, me and Thomas Renz, my attorney, are going to actually prosecute Pfizer. Yeah. I mean, and we'll look into the evidence. So it's wow. time to prosecute. It's time to hold them liable because... This is massively crimes against humanity, and imagine if we can now find out what the target really is, what the weapon really is, and yes. once we identify it, and it's everywhere related to COVID, let's take the bastards down.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, and I'm fighting right behind you, so thank you again for your courage, and I have mad respect for you, my friend. It, it, you know, not... People don't just come out and start talking about these things if they're just wanting some attention because there's a lot of negative consequences. I know here in the state of California today, they're voting on AB 2098, which will allow the government to be able to prosecute any health professionals who are disseminating misinformation around COVID. So we really need people to come together and use their voices to help protect freedom of speech and all of our free liberties um, because they're going quickly.
1: They are. So God bless all of you. It's great to spend yeah. some time with you. Thank you for Thank uh, you. support. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.